Thank you for listening to the Brock Wilson Blueprint Career Podcast. Please note that you can find the video form of this content on the Brock Wilson Blueprint YouTube channel or on our website at brockwilsonblueprint.com. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe and leave us an iTunes review. This will help us to grow and to create content into the future. Thanks for listening. It is a stinking hot day today. But if you think that's going to stop me from putting on this blue blazer and talking to you about the blueprints for your future, you'd be wrong. Hi, I'm Brock Wilson, founder and director of Brock Wilson Blueprint. If you work in a leadership role, or you hope to work in one in the future, stick around. Because we're going to be talking today about one of the most important traits in leadership, composure. Before we get into the video, I'm going to ask you for a favour. You guys know I'm all about setting goals and making sure you've got your aim in the right direction. Well, at Brock Wilson Blueprint, we've got the goal of creating a platform where we can help people grow their career. Support us to achieve our goal of getting to 50 subscribers. Let's build a community of like-minded people who want to be the absolute best versions of themselves. So to support the channel, click like and subscribe below. It's just that subscribe button down there. Click away. I'll wait. Done? Click subscribe? Alright, let's get into it. Let's talk about why composure matters in leadership. First of all, I need you to understand the idea that all modern workplaces are dynamic. 2021, firms that aren't dynamic just don't survive. Being agile and adaptable is the key to success in the modern world. What this means for all employees is that conditions change rapidly. Procedures, best practices, relationships, these are things that constantly evolve and change. And the world isn't going to stand still just because you're comfortable. Let's look at the COVID-19 pandemic as an example. So many industries had to drastically change the way they do things to adapt to these new conditions. So workplace after workplace reinvent themselves to suit the new needs of the market. There were schools working remotely, delivery services growing exponentially, telehealth became a prominent feature. I could go on and on. Immediate changes across many industries. And it's not just in a pandemic. The point is, in any occupation, in any time, there's constant change. And that's because the world keeps changing. Just when you've learned all the rules, the game changes. Goalposts get moved. And this is the way of the modern world. Things change, and they're only going to change faster. Your job is to keep up. We've established that the world and workplaces are continually changing and will continue to do so. This means for the workers. Initially, resistance. Turns out people don't like change. They like to be comfortable. Change presents chaos and the unknown. And generally, people don't like that. This change will often be perceived and received as a threat. And this change can create employees that are anxious, unmotivated, and unwilling to take on new ideas. Hardly the type of employees you want for this dynamic world that we were talking about earlier. What about leadership? Have you ever worked for a constantly flustered manager? I know I have. Let me give you an example. Way back when, I had a part-time sales job as I worked my way through my first university degree. Back then, my boss, and for the sake of the story, let's call her Karen, was your classic stress head. She's easily rattled, constantly overwhelmed, 
and bounced around from employee to employee in a state of fluster. And sure, in a way, the work was fast-paced. You had to balance sales with warehousing activity. There was a bit going on. As an employee, my problem with her approach was that I could never quite get a handle of what she wanted from me. And red-faced, each morning I'd come into work and she'd grab me. Sometimes she'd start the day by imploring me to meet the morning sales quota. Gotta pump up those numbers, gotta sell more, we're gonna make more money, things are not doing as well as they should. You've worked in sales? You know the drill. Honestly, her narrative or reasons were immaterial to me. Because her body language just exuded this underlying urgency and stress. And involuntarily, I started mirroring this. I started feeling stressed. I started feeling like I had to take on this urgency. I had to sell. I had to get things done. I had to move, move, move. I did. I work flat chat. I had to avoid the impending disaster. And a few hours later, Karen was back. Still visibly flustered and overwhelmed. Perhaps more so than before. Karen, I'd say, look at my sales numbers from this morning. I passed the quota. Brush off my enthusiasm and positivity with a wave of the hand. Yes, but have you seen the mess in the warehouse? Mike is going to kill me. Have you been in there? Keep in mind that her mess in the warehouse was probably just a delivery that hadn't been packed away yet. Fortunately, I had other opportunities, so I didn't stay in this role for very long. I did see staff turnover continue to grow after I left, though. I quickly realized that there was no way to calm Karen. There was simply no job that could be completed competently or quickly enough to ease her underlying anxiety. Her staff weren't the problem. She was. She was spraying out her instability and insecurity onto everybody. Karen was experiencing a common problem in middle management. Pressure from above and pressure from below. Rather than absorbing those pressures and developing a coherent narrative and a set of goals for the team to work towards, she floundered. At the time, as a staff member below her, I was receiving the brunt of that. Sadly, so were all the other employees that worked for her. We were carrying around her residual anxiety and stress as we dissolved into her cynic circle. Wow. I couldn't get out of that place fast enough. Constant baggage she unloaded on everyone around her and her ever-changing expectations kept us all nervous and anxious and on our toes. Most importantly, she limited my engagement and really flattened my drive to excel. If you're a manager or in a leadership role, remember, pressure from above is absolutely inevitable. I get it just right, where everyone will be happy. That'll remain elusive for you. What we said earlier, dynamic. Just when you think you've got the rules, the game will change. And that's work in the modern world. Why chase perfection? Why chase being comfortable at all? How do you adapt to feeling uncomfortable? How do you develop composure when people are asking you to constantly develop new skills to confront new challenges and achieve new goals? You become comfortable with being uncomfortable. And how do you get there? By willingly and purposefully exposing yourself to uncomfortable situations. I'm talking about uncomfortable situations that require you to adapt and develop new skills that will help you to thrive. You need to reframe the way you view these experiences rather than being something worth avoiding and returning to your comfort zone. View them as learning opportunities and a chance to sharpen a skill that you have or develop a new skill altogether. Stop expecting things to go smoothly. The world is dynamic. Workplaces are dynamic. It's going to keep changing. 
new challenges that test your skill set, whether you like it or not, are going to constantly present themselves to you. Why expect otherwise? You're just setting yourself up for disappointment. To deal with this, I'm going to bring you back to my favorite word, narrative. What is the personal narrative that you're using to frame your situation? What's the story here? What's the story you're telling about your experiences to yourself and to others? Are you expecting to be comfortable? Are you setting yourself up for frustration when things don't go according to plan? Because remember, they won't. Are you then projecting your resentment onto your subordinates? Forcing them to endure your emotional load? Are you being a bit of a Karen? What would happen if we shifted that paradigm just a little bit? What would happen if we expected the unexpected? If we assumed that challenges and difficulties were going to present themselves and things were going to go wrong? What if we embraced our ongoing development and viewed these mistakes and things that went wrong purely as opportunities to grow and to develop new skills? What then? What sort of leader would you be if you looked at those as opportunities to support others, to develop new skills, to broaden your abilities? It's a different narrative, isn't it? It's a different story. And spoiler alert, this story has a much happier ending than the other one. But most people don't tell this story. And as you work as a leader, you'll be presented with people who bring all kinds of challenges with them. Many of your employees may well be navigating raging waters in their personal and professional lives. Your job as a leader is to be that dock that they can tie their ship to in that storm. Imagine the difference you can make in someone's life if you can present yourself as a composed, consistent and calculated leader. Imagine what a resource you would be if you could help them drown out all that external chatter and narrow their focus to achieve their goals. Sounds like my kind of leader. Composure, clarity, consistency, all traits of strong leadership. Let me be clear, I'm not saying you need to be a robot. There'll be times when it's actually favorable to show your vulnerabilities. As a leader, there's a time and a place to show your humanity as well. Doing this may well create a space for others to do the same. The key is to select your moments carefully. Don't go around heaping chaos on top of chaos and bear the responsibility of being the refuge that others need in a time of crisis. That's strong leadership. And remember, there's a difference between reacting and responding to a situation. Reactions are impulsive. Responses are calculated and considered. And as a leader, you get to decide on how you handle chaos. If you're someone who struggles with emotional regulation, you may need to work on that. Because you're expecting an unrealistic level of perfection, you need to reframe your narrative. Is there an underlying issue with change that you haven't yet addressed? Remember, shaken, not stirred. Composure is a valuable leadership trait for us all to aim at. And if we aim at nothing, remember, we'll hit it every single time. Thanks for watching.